You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hello, everyone, and welcome into the Go 24-7 podcast. We are so close away, 24 hours away from our first fall camp viewing, and we appreciate you for tagging along. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, like it, and set up those notifications if you're listening we appreciate you, whether it's Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Bryce Coon alongside Glenn West. Glenn, I just said it. We're we're here. We are on the precipice of fall camp. Football is finally here. We're in a month where we're going to see football games. Not the LSU Tigers, but hey, I don't know about you. I can get excited for Week Zero games. I just love college football that much. But fall camp starts, Glenn, and I wanted to start it off and kick it off with this question. Obviously, as fan base knows and our viewers know, I was not here last year. But I think it's a perfect question to kind of kick us off in this conversation. How much does this year's camp differ from last year's, maybe in the feel, maybe in the preparation, and just the overall mindset? And we're going to, that might be a question for Kelly, but for you, how's it different since of what LSU heads into 2023 opposed to 2022? Yeah. I mean, I think you're starting in just an exponentially better place than you were last year. I mean, at this time, they were still. Um, really figuring out how to get this uh, culture established, how to get everybody on the same page. Um, it was a struggle from, you know, from what we heard last year, just to make sure that every player, every coach, everybody was just kind of in lock unison. And I mean, you kind of saw it in that Florida state game uh, early last year, it was very sloppy and it just wasn't the, uh, uh, I think that the start that LSU and certainly Brian Kelly had wanted uh, for that team, but you know, you flash forward, uh, you know, several weeks and the, the team really seemed to kind of start to find their groove uh, in the season. You're not going to have that problem this year. You're going to be uh, you have enough of a returning core and foundation, uh, I think, to really hit this thing in stride in fall camp. I think there's a lot of positions that are more or less settled. Um, you know, you're not going to be having guys uh, competing at every spot uh, for a starting role. I mean, there's going to be uh, you know, for example, we know Malik Neighbors is going to start receiver. We know Brian Thomas mm-hmm. is probably going to start receiver. Mason Taylor is going to be your tight end. Um, you know, I, I, I just think that there's a little bit more clarity on just kind of what this roster looks like um, at, at most of the positions. And um, certainly, I think defensively, you're going to be having a lot of competition, particularly in that cornerback room. And we'll get into all that here as the pod goes on. But I just think that they approach this second fall camp here with a lot of um, a lot of momentum, a lot of uh, development. You know, we just, I mean, we, we've been talking and writing about here the last couple of weeks about the uh, development in terms of the training and uh, the off season and how, you know, a lot of these guys are, are, are running faster than they ever have. They're, um, they're, they're doing a really good job of being in the right shape and the right mindset, I think, to approach this fall camp the right way. Uh, and then from, you know, we can also take it from a media perspective, this is going to be a very open fall camp. We did not have that last year. Uh, mm-hmm. There's going to be eight or nine practices where we get 
you know, the 10 to 15 minutes of viewing um, to shoot with cameras and photos and whatnot to get all that stuff that we need. Uh, but then we're going to be able to hang around for the, for the majority of, of all these practices. And that'll be great insight for, for the viewers. It'll be great insight for the fans, uh, just what we're able to pick up on. And uh, I think that the fact that they're opening these practices up a little bit tells you just kind of the mindset that they have. They're very confident in what they have returning. They're very confident in uh, the, the approach, the scheme, the, the plan in place here for this team. And uh, I think all that is really good signs here heading into their, 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 their year two here under Brian Kelly. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Talk about Brian Kelly, the confidence that this staff has. Uh, one of the big things, Glenn, when I can't remember if it was media days or if it was Kelly speaking at the Rotary Club, which is kind of the two big final media appearances he does before, obviously, breaking fall camp. But he mentioned about you know the roster construction, and they probably need one more really good class. Uh, and that kind of just brought to my mind, you know, where is this group kind of uh, in, in your opinion, you know, we, we've talked about recruiting, the recruiting run they've been on so recent. But in 2023, I, I, I believe that this team thinks that they can win a national title and they can at least get to the playoff. Like, I, I think that they have the confidence. Where do you sit? I mean, last year you tempered expectations. You didn't know what to think. But this year, does the accelerated process of last year getting to Atlanta – does it move the bar beyond reach, in your opinion? Or, or kind of where are you setting the bar uh, as we get ready for fall camp? Kind of a, a little too early down the road, but I think it's an interesting question. Yeah, I think it's a very fair question. I mean, the yeah, anything less than nine wins, I think, is a step back. I mean, I, I don't think you can go into this season and have, you know, eight, seven, six wins kind of thing. I mean, that, that would not be good at all. Uh, particularly considering the the returning core that you have, especially on offense. I, I think this is a double-digit win team easy. I, I think if they get past Florida State here in week one, um, their schedule really is favorable. I mean, they're, they have a, you know, a pretty difficult start on the SEC in terms of road, um, road games where they, they got to play a lot of their early schedule here away. Um, but it also, I mean, I think four of their last five games in the SEC are at home. So, like, there's yeah. – there's there's you know some some good and some bad with that, but if you get through the early part of your schedule unhitched, uh, you're you're looking at you know potentially that November game against Alabama being two top five teams uh, competing for that SEC West title, uh, and that's that's the position that I think LSU is going to strive to be in. I think they can certainly get there, um, but yeah, I, I absolutely think that the next step for this group should should certainly be a 
get a college football playoff berth and at least compete for a national championship. I mm-hmm. think that is a realistic goal here. Uh, even if you don't win it this year, um, it gives you just so such great ammunition if you're Brian Kelly and this entire staff to to really show the country that you're on the right track and that you're going to be a force to be reckoned with for years to come. Yeah, a lot of media has outside the LSU sphere kind of has them as that dark horse SEC contender to make the playoff. And it's going to be, you would think, easier next year. I mean, when you start to get in the 12-team playoff, I know we've talked about that on podcasts before, but that's another podcast for another day. We talk about fall camp here on a fantastic Wednesday. Uh, Glenn, let's take a first look at this offense. Uh, what's something that maybe you want to see? I'll hit on what I want to see after you, but what's something that you want to see or need to see? And is it as obvious as the, you know, what does Daniels look down, like down the field? We've talked about that for like at nagnosium at this yeah. point, you know, but what's something you really want to see kind of that first couple week or two of fall camp? Yeah, I'll leave the Daniels and the quarterback talk to you. Um, what I, what I want to really see, I think is the evolution of this run game, um, mm. particularly with, you know, kind of the new, new, the new faces that you brought in and Logan Diggs and certainly Trey Holly, Caleb Jackson, uh, Kevontre Bradford now coming back to the roster, John Emery being reinstated, I think uh, is going to be a really big boost to this group because last year those guys were really, uh, you know, kind of, they were inconsistent. And I think it, it, it's a team effort. Obviously the offensive line needs to continue to develop and get those guys, the running lanes that they need. Um, you know, Jaden Daniels needs to evolve as a play caller in terms of recognizing the right checks and who to, uh, when to audible to different plays and stuff like that. But um, I, I think that they're set up to be a much more explosive run team this year um, because of some of the additions they've made because of the depth that they have. Um, I'll be very interested to see how they kind of divvy up the running back reps here in fall camp for the first several weeks. Um, I, I kind of have gone in with the the mindset of thinking it could be a three-man approach and uh, Josh Williams, Logan Diggs, and Noah Kane. I think that is probably the, the three that, carry the bulk you know get the bulk of the carries the bulk of the touches in the backfield uh, at least to start the season uh, but that doesn't mean that somebody like Caleb Jackson who I also wrote about this this offseason is a guy who I think could be a real x factor for this team to come in and really explode from day one and really give the coaching staff something to think about so uh, I, I think that they're in a much better place to have a more explosive run game uh, I think it would certainly open up the rest of the offense if you could get those guys a little bit more consistency in 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 their carries. Um, but you know, we'll see. I mean, I, I think that there's mm-hmm. going to be some real competition there. I think that's the, the one spot on offense that, that is really kind of up for grabs in terms of carries and who's going to be out there. Um, so it'll be very interesting. That's going to be the thing that I'm looking for. Yeah. I'm not going to touch the quarterback conversation because we've done that so much already this off season, but I am going to talk about some weapons and you mentioned uh, the running backs. I'm going to go receivers and you, you said it earlier. I mean, look, Malik neighbors is a guy that, I think by the end of the season, we're going to be talking about him if he decides to take his talents to the NFL as a guy that could be a day one pick. Uh, he has that ability and maybe potentially at least you know a day two guy. But when you look around him, you mentioned Mason Taylor. I mean, we know the weapon that he can be, the weapons they brought in the tight end position. But my question kind of lies, who really steps up and emerges as wide receiver too? We all kind of assume that it's going to be Brian Thomas and what he's been able to do. But does he have that breakout year? Uh, another guy in Kyron Lacey for me. I mean, look, a big-bodied physical receiver uh, that I think kind of – I think it matches up well with what Neighbors is. I mean, you have a guy in Neighbors that is a – I don't want to say speed first, kind of a do-it-all guy. Neighbors really is that. But a guy in Lacey that you feel like you, you could really target down in the red zone can get you those pivotal third-down plays – 
does he step up and find consistency? I know he struggled with drops a little bit last season, some that plagued him at times. Does that is that fixed? And then, you know, obviously when you get to the young guys, uh, you got to kind of group Aaron Anderson along with a crop of freshmen they brought in. What can you get out of Aaron Anderson? Uh, you know, what does he look like? And I wrote about this, and I think it's, uh, you know, a good article for people to kind of check out in the sense of there was a lot of excitement when Aaron Anderson joined LSU. And due to the surgery that he had that kept him out of, uh, you know, spring football and everything, I feel like it's not that it's died down. We just haven't talked about him. Like we, we just haven't mentioned his name. And so is he a guy that's going to come in and, you know, contribute to the conversation we've all had about Jaden Daniels being able to take the top off of a defense. Um, but we got a good podcast coming up with, uh, with a, with an LSU, uh, a fan favorite. And he mentioned, um, you know, those freshman receivers as guys that could make an impact if they can find consistency in fall camp. And I think when you look at those guys, I mean, Shelton Sampson, uh, Glenn, you're going to have to fill in some names. Uh, Kai Preen, a guy. Uh, the other two guys, I can't. The names are slipping mind. Kyle, Kyle Parker, Parker is a guy who's an athletic friend. Jalen, yeah. And so when you have these guys, it's for me. It's you have a lot of mouths to feed. Who establishes maybe in the first week or two is saying we can do we we can be consistent and the coaches can count on us for meaningful reps because like i said you're going to hit the ground running in that game against florida state there's no tune-up game so i mean you're going to have to lay that foundation and that groundwork in fall camp so i think offensively i like what you said about the running backs mine kind of sits with the receivers and you could talk about offensive line Uh, i think that it's a veteran group and it has a chance i'll ask you this glenn does this offensive line have the chance if everything clicks right, and look, there's some seasons it does, some seasons it doesn't. If they stay healthy and everything's clicking, where do you think this group ranks in the SEC or, or the country? I mean, can it can it be one of the best this conference season 2023? Yeah, I mean, I think so. I think you're – I mean, look, Georgia has some really good players. Bama has some really good offensive linemen as well. But I think LSU is is right there with, with both mm-hmm. of those programs. I think that they have done a nice job in a very short order – of replenishing that group, developing that group. Um, you know, Brad Davis, I think, has probably been uh, one of the one of the elite gems of this coaching staff and the job that he's done in just a couple of years uh, being on board here. Um, I, I just really like what I've seen out of that group. You know, they they've LSU has been not shy about posting like videos throughout the offseason of these guys working out. Uh, and in a lot of these videos, Will Campbell and Emory Jones are just two consistent faces that I see, mm-hmm. um, you know, just just really putting in a lot of work. And, you know, I know you can't take off everything from from just these little short 90 second clips, but they they seem they really do seem to be front and center of this offensive line and just kind of the leadership group that's there. I think that the experience that those guys got last year all playing together and the fact that you got pretty much all of them back this year. That that is just such a big deal in in this day and age of college football when you have so many players leaving to the portal or to the draft uh, after two or three years to have that continuity carry over on the offensive line to have another year of development under Brad Davis. I, I think this can be one of the best groups in, in the conference, um, and it's going to really play well into what I was talking about earlier with the running game. I think that's going to yeah. be where you really see this group take that next step, um, and, and I, I think they can really, really, really explode this year. Yeah, I, I like what you said there, and the thing you got to be excited about too is with both those guys, you know that they're going to be there for at least the next two years, this season and next season, and, and that's and, and that's got, really exciting. And, and you got a guy like Zalance Hurd who yeah. is a five-star player 
who I think LSU believes can play right away. Um, we'll see if he's able to really compete for one of those outside tackle jobs. I mean, I, I, I think I still kind of am of the belief that if you if Lance Hurd is ready to play, you play him at right tackle and you slide Emory Jones in at guard. I, I think that mm-hmm. is probably the ideal top performing kind of offensive line that you could have this year. Uh, but if Hurd's not quite ready, if he needs some more time to maybe adjust to the college game, I think you feel really good about what Jones can do on the outside at tackle. A lot of those guys were mixing and matching positions this uh, this past spring because they were low in numbers. Um, so I think you can really carry that into this this season, and I think those guys are going to be ready to perform and play well for, for LSU this year. Yeah, I think that was one of the big questions, at least from the outside looking in, when I look back to when Kelly was hired, is how quickly could the trenches get ready to compete with the likes of the upper echelon teams in the SEC? And they're answering that question in a big way, obviously on the recruiting trail, but obviously with the way that Davis is developing those guys on the line. Let's switch over to defense here, Glenn. And it's another topic. Um, Everyone's talking about Harold Perkins, and for good reason. Uh, Nearly unstoppable last year. We could sit here and we could, um, you know, Take the uh, take the free throw, take the easy shot here, and talk about you know where is he going to line up? I mean, maybe that's where you go with it. But when you look at this, what's your big question on the defense? Uh, wh- where do you think, and what do you need to see from this LSU group uh, here in twenty twenty three in the fall camp? Yeah, I mean, there's a much simpler answer than I think even Harold Perkins. It's it's the secondary, it's the cornerback room. I mean, mm-hmm. we've been talking about that pretty much since the end of spring. Um, you know, those guys really really need to come together. Um, and, and and develop quickly. I think that's probably the one group uh, that you look at and it's like, all right, well, we know we have some dudes. Can we get those yeah. guys ready in time to be a, a cohesive unit by the by the time Florida State game gets here? Um, and I, I, I don't know the answer to that question right now. I'm not sure that Brian mm-hmm. Kelly knows the answer to that question right now of who's going to be on the outside. You know, we've yeah, we've speculated all offseason. I, I would imagine there's some combination of Denver Harris, Terrence Welsh, Zy Alexander, um, you know, J.K. Johnson. I think those are kind of the four that kind of come to mind. Uh, you know, Deuce Chestnut will be competing at that nickel spot, I think, with Sage Ryan. Uh, Sonny's got some great notes up, some great tidbits up of just what he's hearing. And I, I thought one of the bigger takeaways was Sage Ryan kind of really trying to solidify that spot. Uh, mm-hmm. get some consistency down. If he can fulfill his potential as a former five-star prospect and really start to make some plays for this secondary, um, I, I think that completely changes the dynamic back there. Um, but it's always it's it's going to come back to how they, they, they rotate on the outside. I think that's going to be the big question mark. And, um, you know, I, I like the talent there. You Certainly it's a group with a lot of potential. Um, but you're also hoping that, uh, guys like Greg Brooks and Major Burns can stay out of trouble with their injuries. I mean, they've had some mm-hmm. injury bugs the last couple of years, particularly Major Burns. Um, if those two guys can stay healthy at safety, um, you know, where they pegged freshman JV and Toviano, I think is a very underrated question kind of heading into this offseason or this, this fall as well. Um, you know, if, if Toviano, they feel like he can really compete for one of those outside corner spots, I would put him out there in a heartbeat. I think he's one of those guys that can come in and compete and play and play well right away. Um, and then you just figure out the rest from there. But I, I do think it's going to be a little bit of a, um, you know, just a, a little bit of a struggle in terms of figuring out who's going to be reliable there for that first game in, in the secondary. Yeah, I'm going to move it up to the front seven and really that that kind of defensive front. I mean, we could talk about Perkins. 
Uh, we can talk about the linebackers. Uh, you know, the guy that won, I think, the Iron Tiger Award, Omar Spates. Uh, it's one of the things that Sonny put up another tidbit. So this is a guy who is really impressing folks uh, down there. We talked about when he transferred in from Oregon State. But I don't think anybody can knock the fact that when you get Mason Smith back and you get to pair him with a guy like Makai Wingo, Glenn, I, I've told you know friends, they've asked me about what I think LSU can do. I, I think that you might have some the best duo on the defensive line in the country. I mean, you, you really could have that with the way that Mason Smith plays. Obviously, we know who he is. Makai Wingo came on last year and what he kind of lived up to billing. And it was one of those things he wasn't, he wasn't necessarily shy about at SEC Media Days. He kind of laughed it off and, and talked about it. But when you have guys like that, and then he mentioned a guy that I'm really excited to watch, uh, too, actually, in um, Ovia Gofu is a guy who has been a physical presence that they brought along over there. And then uh, Braden Swenson as well. And I'll even throw a third. Everyone is raving about Jackson Howard. Uh, every, his physical you know, build, his what he's been able to do, uh, just impressing the staff being one of those early enrollees. So I think when you take a look at this front seven, the names Harold Perkins, Makai Wingo, Mason Smith, those are the headliners. Like those are the guys who are going to get time on the, the front page of the magazine and going to get their, you know, billboards posted throughout Baton Rouge. But who else steps up? And, you know, the, the transfers they brought in, uh, Jackson Howard, a young guy like that, and, and just some of the other names that we just don't talk enough about, maybe. Maybe they're buried on the depth chart. But Glenn, you know as well as I do, like if you're going to if you're going to get to your goal, and obviously this team's goal is to be the last team standing. You have to have rotational playable depth on the front seven. You can't just roll out two All-Americans and say, we're going to play these guys until they pass out. That's not going to work. Elite teams have that. And so uh, I'm excited to see what that group looks like because I think it's a group that, you know, we talk about the secondary, we talk about the linebackers, uh, you know, we talk about offense. But this defensive line has some of the talent, like on-paper talent, to carry the defense at times. Yeah. And I think it helps with the secondary, too. Like, if they can create disruption, it's going to help with that secondary. Yeah, I think the underlying question there also is that, you know, we, 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 we kind of, you kind of brushed off Harold Perkins just because he's so great. But I think the way that they line him up and the way that they use him this year, mm-hmm. it's really going to open up the the defense for 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 success for guys like Mason Smith and Makai Wingo and uh you know Deshaun Womack is a guy you can throw in there Ovia Gofu Quincy Wiggins was another name mm-hmm. uh that we've been hearing a lot about Savion Jones who's going to take over I think that Ollie Gay role the, ha, where you line Harold Perkins up he's going to be the number one guy that opposing offenses are always going to go up to the line of scrimmage and say okay where is he where is that guy because we need to find the matchup for him and then we can worry about everybody else and when you start worrying about everybody else that's when guys like mason smith can really make an impact and i think that's just going to be a really really uh important key for this front seven and really for this defense as a whole um because you know the way that they the way it sounds like they're going to use Harold inside some, I, I still believe that he's going to be making his most impactful plays off the edge, um, and wherever they line him up, I think he's going to be able to create a mismatch somewhere else. Um, and if you can get Mason Smith one on one in the interior, um, if Good he grief. fulfills his potential, if his injury is really a thing of the past, and he's looking like the guy that was going to really break out last year before his his ACL tear. Um, that's going to spell damage and, and really spell trouble, I think, for opposing mm-hmm. offenses. It's going to 
really help LSU, I think, be a, a great run defense on the interior. Um, you know, you're going to be able to rotate guys in like Paris Shand on the interior. Jordan Jefferson is a guy that we heard a lot about heading into the spring, and we're really excited to watch, but he just got hurt. And, and, and you know, I think it sounds like he's okay and is going to be ready for fall camp. So getting to see a lot of those guys up front uh, and how they rotate them. Um, you know, this is also going to be the first time we get to see Jimmy Lindsay out there and what kind of impact he has on this group. Um, you know, I think he's 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 somebody that has something to prove. You know, I think he's yeah. a guy that, that is coming in from a you know from South Carolina and and, and really feels like he can make this uh, you know an impact at a, at a program like LSU and how he develops this groom. I think it's going to play well into how he's able to recruit in the future. And so uh, we'll see exactly how ready those guys are to take that next step as a group. But when you're starting with Harold Perkins and Mason Smith and Makai Wingo, um, some of the other really young, exciting pieces on the edge like Womack and, and Wiggins and Savion Jones, you're starting at a really good place. And I think that's going to be um, you know, a really good kind of identity for this LSU defense is, is re- really relying on those guys and seeing what kind of pressure that it can create consistently in the backfield. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch, Glenn, but we're certainly not going to leave this position group out. Special teams. I know it was a sore spot at times for this fan base to watch. How do you feel about the special teams group coming into fall camp? And what what do you need to see? Whether it's out of Ramos, obviously you get uh, you know a veteran Bramblet back at punter. You feel good about that. But this is a group that, you know, in a spot where once again, if you're going to be an elite team, you've got to have some big-time moments, big-time plays from your special teamers. Uh, so where do you kind of sit in maybe the confidence rating of this group heading to fall camp? What do you need to see? Yeah, I mean, look, for about five or six years there in the middle 2010s, I think LSU had the best return game possibly in the entire country. When you talk about some of the names that went through there, whether it was Patrick Peterson, Tyron Matthew, um, you know, Odell Beckham Jr., I think even Jarvis Landry had a couple of, of returns every once in a while, but like that was an identity of those teams in the early 2010s was being able to create some, some really good field position because of elite return play. Um, and really the last several years, you haven't seen much of that from LSU. I think that they've been very um, cautious in how they use their returners Um you know, particularly in the in, in the in the kickoff game, you know they they don't really like to return a lot of kicks, and that's going back previous to Ed Orgeron. I mean, they were not really returning a ton of kicks, and so um, I, I'm ex- I'm excited to see kind of what happens in the return game. I think Aaron Anderson is a guy that you put out there at kickoff at punt return. Um, you know, we saw it when he was a high schooler. If he got the ball in space, nobody was catching him. Game over. Um, and I, I think if he's able to do that at this level, he can make a couple plays in, in some big time games for you, whether it's returning it all the way for a touchdown or flipping the field, uh, getting you out of a bad spot in the, you know, kind of in the 10, five, you know, goal line yardage looking kind of area. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's going to be the biggest thing for me is can they get some more explosive plays out of the return game place kicker? Look, I, I don't really know what to make of that position right now. You know, you got Divert and Ramos competing for that spot. Um, you know, I think Ramos, from what, what we've seen and what we've heard, has done a nice job in the summer. Um, but there there was really some question marks, I think, after the spring of what that group is going to look like. But I'm much more excited and interested about the return game and 
if LSU has enough dynamic playmakers back there to really make that a uh, uh, an under a, a, a valuable spot for LSU to be able to turn uh, turn a game or two around with uh, some of those, those some of those plays. Yeah, I mean, you got to have the ability to be a game changer playing the game of field position in a tightly contested ball game. So, special teams not overlooked, especially here on this podcast. But hey, we're getting ready for fall camp. Obviously, if you're watching this on Thursday, then fall camp has started. We've got some great content. It's a better reason to make sure that you're subscribed to the channel. You can get some awesome footage, you know, some awesome pictures over on Go 24 7 of kind of what this 2023 team could look like and all the news and notes you could want and more. For Glenn West, my name is Bryce Coon. We appreciate you so much for tuning in. Make sure to hit that like subscribe button on youtube or if you're listening on podcast as well make sure to follow us and comment down below and leave us a five-star review over on apple podcast spotify or wherever you get it we'll catch you next time here on the go 24 7 podcast. what if i told you imaginary friends are real this is just so exciting this friday get ready for the movie event with the greatest cast you've ever imagined showtime ryan reynolds john krasinski kaylee fleming fiona shaw phoebe waller bridge lewis gossett jr matt damon emily blunt george clooney maya rudolph bradley cooper sebastian maniscalco john stewart sam rockwell aquafina keegan michael key and steve carell i need to throw up or i need a snack it's one of the two gross if with pg parental guidance suggested written and directed by john krasinski